Hey, 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 Diet Riders. Welcome back to the Diet Ride Podcast. I'm Brooke Miller. I'm Alyssa Miller. We're both dietitians. Both moms. Both live in Denver. Both from the Midwest. Both talking to you on this podcast. I always like, I know we've had more that we, we've talked about a thousand things we have in common, but you guys know this already. If you've been following along for a little while, you know, we're both Millers. It's just, we're not related. It's just redundant. <laughs> I love that phrase so much. It's really, really, it's it's pretty good. Not yeah. gonna lie. So, and it's, it's very true. Both Millers. Um, yes. Anyways, you guys, welcome back to our podcast. <laughs> we're excited. This is a good week. I'm excited. I'm pumped. I'm ready for a good week. Happy I Tuesday. I, oh, God. I was like, it's Friday night. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're pre-recording this, you guys. Pre-recording. Over Zoom still. Yeah. Because hashtag social distancing. Although I think that's, you know, listen, I, I heard the fine. ice cream. I heard the ice cream man out today. If the <gasps> ice cream man is back out, quarantine is over. Like, I think that's a rule. <laughs> right? It's a hard and fast rule. It's Hell yeah. Hard and fast rule. <laughs> Colorado's been pretty, like, lenient on opening stuff up, you guys, if you're um, listening from No. A- Wisconsin what? opened shit, like, oh, that's true. weeks ago. They opened the bars, and I heard that there were, like, lines for the bars at midnight to open. So, yeah, I came from a state of alcoholics. It's fine. <laughs> I was going to say, because Illinois is the exact, op- exact opposite. They're, like, super shut down right now still so in my opinion i'm like gosh colorado's really opening it up over here no i mean the ice cream man's out so (laughs) the ice cream (laughs) go get your ice cream yeah i couldn't believe it i've never heard the ice cream in my life in colorado and then i heard it tonight and i was like okay if he's back to work we can all get back to work okay All right, Diet Riders, if you caught our live last night, then you already know. The cat's out of the bag. We are launching a Diet Riot membership, that is. We know so many of you have started your own intuitive eating journey, but it can be so overwhelming and confusing. You might not know if you're making progress, if you're doing it right, or you may feel really alone on your journey. Right. We're so excited to announce our membership because it's going to give you an amazing opportunity to work with us, get support, and grow a community and learn along the way. We will be offering direct answers to your real-life questions, a place to share your stories, your struggles, your wins, and everything in between. It's going to be a kick-ass community that you don't want to miss Exactly. We cannot wait to have you join us. The doors to the waitlist are open right now. Click the link in the description box below to learn more and join the waitlist. We're only opening the membership a few times a year, so we can really focus on building that community feel and be able to answer all your questions and get to know all of you. Imagine your life free of food thoughts and body image struggles. What would that mean to you? Being a part of this community of amazing women who are all on the same journey, lifting each other up and supporting each other, not to mention you get to work with Alyssa and I, two registered dietitians, all for the cost of one coffee a week. It's going to be life-changing. Make sure to sign up so you're the first to know when our membership is live. Okay. Well, you guys, this topic has been 
the biggest question I think that we've gotten for a while. That's so true. <clears throat> That's so true. This one has been on repeat of people coming and asking for it because it's the set point weight theory, you guys. We're talking all about set point weight. This is a big topic because people get pretty emotional about the weight component. M- myself included, by the way. Like, mm-hmm. literally, we are taught from diet culture that we always have to be chasing after a smaller weight. We need to be losing weight. If we care about our health at all, we need to be smaller, yada, 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 yada. And then all of a sudden, I get smacked in the head with a set point weight and I'm like wait what the heck is this wait what get it wait, it's what? like a pun set point wait what wait what yes yes for real um so what is set point weight do you want to define it first or do you want me to define it in I my would own love words for you define it in okay your own words. I'm gonna define it in my own words okay <laughs> so it is a weight that your body feels comfortable at so it's It's a weight that your body is not striving for, working super hard to maintain. When you're listening to your body and nourishing your body and satisfying your body, that is your happy weight. It is a weight that you maintain without focusing on weight loss or food habits or specific food groups. It is typically the weight that you're going to end up um, if you're chronically dieting and then you're getting on and off diets. Typically, that's where your weight is going to kind of stray when you get off your diet. And it is a range. So it's not like mm-hmm. not going to give you a number, but if your set point weight you think is supposed to be a certain number, it is a range of 10 to 20 pounds. And I know a lot of people panic over that like 20 mm-hmm. pounds that's so much yeah, how 20 pounds earth, in either direction yeah, yeah people think how on earth could my weight fluctuate that much and still be considered you know comfortable and so that is my definition of set point weight and then I'll it. let you dive in <laughs> yeah I love it I think you know what I was researching because we've both like we subscribe to this theory we believe that this is true mostly because of the evidence that's coming out in support of it but also just anecdotally what we hear from people like you guys people like listeners and from ourselves and our experience it's like the weight your body fights for a certain weight so whether that is um, you fighting against your body or letting your weight kind of be wherever it's at the set point weight is um, it's undeniable you know I think a lot of times when we hear people's stories they're dieting they're getting on a diet they maybe lose weight quickly but then as soon as they get off the diet it bounces right back up so it's a struggle right so what you were saying I loved was like set point weight is the weight that your body can be at that feels comfortable at that you're not fighting against it you're not constantly trying to be more or less or whatnot it's where your body feels comfortable and works its best so we you know we'll dive into later kind of some signs and symptoms that you're not at your set point weight but yeah I just wanted to say um, the research has really come out strong saying that it's potentially linked and embedded in your DNA your set point weight um, and have like a range like Brooke said I saw five to 20 pounds is what I kept seeing in the research. Mm -hmm. Um, Everyone was kind of all over the place. And obviously this is not, I don't know if there's ever going to be a day where we can be like, oh, let me look at your DNA and I'll tell you your set point weight, right? Like you have to do this work for yourself. No one's going to tell you what your set point weight is. But the theory behind it is, is that you're at this weight and your body's going to fight. It's homeostasis. Your body's going to fight 
for that weight because that's where your body believes it's best at. So you may think one thing or you may have been told one thing by an influencer, but your body's saying another. So Brooke and I are all about working with your body, not against it. And set point weight is one of those things that we believe we should be working with, not against. Mm -hmm. I hear so often from people, well, my goal weight is this, or my Mm -hmm. ideal body weight is this. And the truth is, Ideal body weight is so old school. BMI is so old school. We should not be Mm -hmm. basing our goal weight off of BMI or ideal body weight. Or even, you know, a lot of people I talk to say, my weight in high school was this, so I should be at that weight (laughs) now. And it's Mm -hmm. now you're 30 postpartum with three kids. I mean, (laughs) our bodies are not designed to stay the same weight. I saw this amazing post today that I actually shared on, I think it was on diet riders. Maybe it was on mine. Um, but it was all about trying to get your weight back. Oh yeah. I've decided I'll never get back down to my original weight. I'm okay with that. Six pounds, seven ounces. That's not realistic anyway. (laughs) And it's so funny because I just, I think back to that, like, what, what weight is good enough? I mean, do we have to go back to where's the line? Like, where's the line that we draw? And so often we (laughs) just thought of the office. Where's the line, Jan? Where's the (laughs) line? (laughs) (laughs) But it's, it's true. It's like a lot of us come up with this ideal number in our head. Maybe it's the weight we were at our wedding day. Maybe it's Mm -hmm. the weight that we were or pre-baby. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's the weight that we were um, in high school or when we graduated college or whatever date it is. We pick this date, we get it brain like stuck in our brain and we think we're not good enough until we're that weight. And then the truth is, I mean, the scale does not um, look at your body composition. So the scale does not look at your muscle mass, your water weight. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are so many factors. So if we're just depending on the scale for telling us like, are we good or are we bad? Like we're missing so much. We're missing so much about our actual health. We're missing so much about listening to our bodies. If we are not using those internal signals and we're depending on just external signals, I mean, we're really missing a lot of those symptoms that we could actually be having. Yeah. Yeah. I took a quick list just off like the top of my head. What affects this DNA markers for your set point weight? Like everybody has access to different things in the entire world, right? Mm -hmm. Like we have different access to medical care. We have different access to foods. We have different access to like uh, gyms or places where we can go actually work out and get outside the house. We have different environmental factors, physically where we live, what our work-life balance looks like, what kind of work we do. Do we do hard labor? Do we do, you know, computer work? We have genetic traits, genetic markers, the psychology that we basically were born with or the hormonal hormonal shifts that have happened in our life. Like there are so many factors that go into your weight or like you were saying, your muscle mass or your composition, so many different things that affect it. And I think the point here is, is because I know a lot of us probably listening right now, you're asking, okay, how can I change my set point weight? Like you're already like, yes. okay, I'm on board. Yes. I believe in set point weight, but like, how do I change yes. it? <laughs> you know? Yes. And it's, and it's like this idea of either how do I change it or, okay, well tell me what mine is. Or like, I want to mm-hmm. figure out what my weight is. And then you're going to have that number in your head and you're going to go, this is my set point weight. This is my set point weight. And you're going to try to still achieve it. Mm-hmm. The point is here, mm-hmm. you guys, is to not focus on the numbers at all. Stop looking. Yes. Stop looking. Listen to your body because it literally doesn't matter. Like Brooke and I have talked so much. It's like, do you, I keep wanting to use this example. Like, do you walk around with like your 
your weight tattooed to your forehead? No, because A, it's so unimportant. B, it changes. And it even if you did, it shouldn't matter. People shouldn't treat anyone any differently based on their weight. So it's mm-hmm. like looking at this number, what does that do for us? Mm-hmm. Nothing. It literally brings no joy, brings no value to our life to know what our weight is. So to know what our set point weight is and then fight for it and then know that it can vary in 20 pounds either direction, like we need to be okay with tuning into how our body feels, what the hunger level is, you know, all the different things that we need to actually focus on before we just start worrying about the number so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think when we focus so much on the scale, we lose sight of a lot of other things going on in our body. So mm-hmm. maybe our mood, how we're feeling, if we're tired, if we're, you know, less energetic or whatever it may be, but we miss out on so many signals when we just focus on the scale. A lot of times, you know, I have friends that would weigh themselves and if they didn't like the number on the scale, they wouldn't eat the rest of the day. So a lot of times we treat our bodies actually differently based on that number. So, you know, if you weigh yourself and now you're not going to eat the rest of the day, that is not treating your body with respect. And that's the same thing as weighing yourself, being excited about that number, and then going to treat yourself, quote unquote, mm-hmm. where then you binge on food to treat yourself. And um, I was actually reading Intuitive Eating earlier today because I just reread it multiple times. <laughs> um, and I was rereading a part that said, you We're know, so fun. It's Friday night. Yes. Reading Intuitive Eating. I had a glass Even of wine. Even though the ice cream man is out, <laughs> you could be eating ice cream. I, oh, yeah. I should probably eat some ice cream later. Um, no, I went to Chick Fil A and got a vanilla milkshake the other night on my way oh, home. Yeah. Oh, yeah, heck yeah, their their vanilla milkshakes are good. Um, so God, I forgot what I was saying. Okay, yeah, if you because eat dessert, ice cream distracted you. <laughs> if you eat dessert, it's it's not like that dessert just automatically causes you to gain five pounds. Mm-hmm. And so if we depend on the scale, a lot of times we're looking at we actually see water weight, or if we go to the gym and work out hard and lose a lot of sweat, we automatically assume that we lost like three pounds of fat. And that is not Mm -hmm. how the body works. A lot of times when people start lifting weights, you know, they're improving their muscle mass, they're improving their metabolism, but they don't see the number on the scale change, or they see that they're gaining weight and they panic Mm -hmm. and think, oh my gosh, I cannot work out anymore. And really, you know, they were enjoying their workouts and of course, exercise has a million benefits. And when you're yeah, using it as a, of your health, right? Yeah. When you're using it as a good tool, you know, um, you want to continue doing so. And so when people see that number and they're like, oh no, it's, it's going up. That must mean I'm, you know, not working hard enough. No, it's just mm-hmm. that you're gaining muscle and that's a good thing. Yeah. There's so many contributing factors. I mean, for those of you who are weighing themselves and I haven't, I haven't weighed myself Gosh, I don't, I don't know my postpartum know. visit after Nora was born, honestly. But yeah. um, for those of you who weigh yourself regularly, like you'll notice if you stop the judgment side of things and the good or bad and you just look at the numbers, they fluctuate anyways. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. if you had ice cream yesterday. Like literally you might think it's because of the ice cream, but it's actually because you're a day closer to your period or mm-hmm. you didn't get as much sleep or you ate, you know, more salty foods and you're retaining water. It could be a thousand different things. And this is like, I think I sent out in some of our emails to our email subscriber list is like, perfectionism doesn't exist. So why are we trying Mm -hmm. so hard to count the calories, to look at, you know, the MyFitnessPal and to log our workouts correctly to say how much calories we we, um, burned? It's like these numbers are actually super unrealistic and unreliable. They're Mm -hmm. completely unreliable. Like there was research studies that I quoted in our emails that were like, hey, you 
you're eating an apple. You put that apple into your MyFitnessPal and it says it's, I don't know, 90 calories or whatever. But in reality, that apple could, it's a huge range. You're looking at like you think 20 pounds in one direction or the other. Like we're talking huge ranges of calorie differences because food yeah. is not, you know, it's not, um oh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not consistent. You know, it's being grown on a tree. They're different sizes. There's different amounts of water and carbohydrate and fiber that develop in a growing plant. So the thought that we have that someone can stick a label on an apple and it's 100% accurate that's incorrect information. It totally mm-hmm. incorrect. So I think just letting go of that perfectionism and letting go of that, like, if this, then that, like, if my weight's this, then it must have been because of what I did last night or what I did yesterday or what I'm about to do. And then it then dictates what you're going to go forth and do with your life is really silly. So what's great about the set point weight, back to the set point weight, because I got off on a little rant there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Back to the set point weight, what's great about it is you can just be. You can just be and be okay with however your body fluctuates because our bodies are dynamic, not static. So our our bodies will be ever-changing throughout different life cycles, throughout the day, throughout the week, months, years. I mean, really, truly, they're going to be changing. So like back to your point of like, I want to be my high school weight. Where is that line? What What's that number mm-hmm. that we're finally going to be happy with? Because I guarantee you, you talk, you talk to people who were at their quote unquote goal weight, they were not happier, maybe for a day, maybe for a month. Mm-hmm. You know, how many people follow us now on Instagram, diet writers, shout out if you guys aren't following mm-hmm. us, follow us and are like, oh my gosh, you guys, I was on keto and I did this and that diet and I hit this weight but I never realized how much it was stripping from my life. And they post pictures and they're like, hey, look, the color's back in my face because I started listening to my body and eating according to my body. It's like these transformations of of really dropping dieting so that you can pick back up your life. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's powerful, you guys. And that's that's what the set point weight gives you. That's what intuitive eating gives you. That's what diet writers give you. You know, it's it's all about living your life beyond what the scale says you can. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I posted a picture a long time ago on my Instagram too of me at 15 years old with a six pack and then me now mm-hmm. after a baby. And it's like, I was so insecure. I mean, being 15, you're already so insecure in your body, but I had like a great body at that time. I was just super athletic and I still was nervous and mm-hmm. I didn't feel comfortable in my own skin. And so you know, it, it doesn't really matter what you look at, like on the outside, because there's people in bigger bodies who are very confident and they mm-hmm. like Lizzo's video. OMG. Sweet. Oh my yep. gosh. I love her already. And now I love her even more, but watching her, like she works out and she's like, yeah, I'm in a bigger body and like F you guys, because I still yep. can work out and bike and train and do all this and dance and sing. And like, that is not a hard or that's a really hard thing to do, like dance and sing on stage. And she can do all that. And she's in a bigger body and she rocks it. And I, I love her. I love her for being such a positive role model for us. Um, but I want internal you guys. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm just like through my mic. Um, she's so mad. I'm so mad. I'm so mad. (laughs) Um, I wanted to talk about, because I hear this a lot. I hear from people, what is my set point weight then? What yes. should my ideal body weight be? And the truth is, I, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I would be you. lying. I'd be lying if I told you that I knew what your set point weight was. And you would be lying if you told yourself what your set point weight is. 
until you just called you a liar mic drop um no but for for real like you're not gonna know what your set point weight is until you've really mastered intuitive eating and i mean mastered is and you don't have food rules you're allowing yourself permission to eat all foods you're nourishing and satisfying your body that's when you know you kind of get a gauge on what your set point weight is like for me, I'm at my set point weight now and I know what my range is because I don't have food rules. I allow myself to eat all foods and I'm going to go over a few symptoms in here. So if you are above your set point weight, how do you know? Here are just some symptoms. So if you are not quite sure if you're above, below, or at your set point weight, here are some symptoms. Wait, sorry, did you already say what book this is coming from? Oh, this is from Health at Every Size. Yeah. Which we always recommend you read. Yes, page 28 through 29. I love this little chart. Yeah, it's so good. Okay, so are you above your set point weight? Do you have difficulty recognizing if you're hungry or if you've had enough? Do you eat beyond a comfort level of fullness? Do you go through periods where you feel out of control, anticipating that you soon will need to diet because you've eaten too much? Do you skip meals in an effort to lose weight and then you end up overeating because you're so hungry? Do you skip meals to save up for dinner or for another feast? Do you feel like you use eating and food as a coping mechanism? So if you're tired, angry, stressed, are you eating? Are you just eating because you're bored? Do you feel guilty about some of the foods or amounts you eat? If you overeat, do you feel like, well, I've already blown my diet, so I might as well keep eating? Do you eat quickly without taking the time to focus on your foods? Do you eat distracted often? And then do you fluctuate between um, a period of being sensible and then all of a sudden feeling out of control? So if you answered yes to a lot of those questions, then you probably are above your set point weight. And so going on this intuitive eating journey may lead to weight loss. We're not telling you it will. We're just telling you that it might. Mm-hmm. Um, and then are you below your set point weight? And so I know a big fear, probably the biggest fear I hear from people who are scared to start the intuitive eating journey is, what if I gain weight? What if I gain more weight than where I'm at? And yep. sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes it's your body's way of coping. Um, sometimes like as a woman, you've lost your period and you want to get mm-hmm. pregnant, but you can't because you are under your set point weight. And so or even not trying to get pregnant. I mean, you guys yeah. have a period, you need to have your period. It's mm-hmm. a normal, I mean, there's a ton of research and actually books on how important having your period is, regardless of trying to get pregnant or just having a normal cycle. I mean, that's hormonal. The mm-hmm. The period part, the bleeding part, which is the sucky part, is a symptom <laughs> of what your hormones are doing. So if you're not bleeding, that means your hormones are out of control. I just want to mm-hmm. make that really clear. It's it's yeah. bigger than just, oh, I you know, want to get pregnant or I want to have a normal, predictable period. It's hormone imbalance mm-hmm. because of maybe eating too little or being below your set point weight. Yeah. And that's, and that's usually a symptom. Like if you are really over exercising and restricting and you're not getting your period anymore, but you did, especially like, um, there are people out there who've always had normal cycles and then they go on a diet and they over exercise and then they are restricting and they lose their period. That's a huge red flag. Mm -hmm. I know that there's some people out there who like have PCOS or already have irregular periods and eating more doesn't necessarily help that. So like there are other issues, but definitely if you had um, a normal cycle beforehand and now you don't and you're over-exercising and eating um, a lot less, then that is a sign that you need to um, 
kind of change a few of those things. So if you often feel cold, if you feel preoccupied with food and you feel desperately hungry, if you wake up with an overwhelming urge to eat, like you wake up super hungry, if you have low sex drive, if you are having difficulty sleeping because you're hungry, if you have infrequent periods or skip them entirely, which we just talked about, or if you're just feeling tired, irritable, depressed, stressed, um, those are some signs that you are under eating. And of course, like those could be signs of disordered eating or an eating disorder, but those could also be signs that you have a toddler at home. That's so weird. <laughs> Are you cold at home and missing your period because of your toddler? <laughs> I'm stressed. I'm anxious. I'm tired. I'm I know. I know. Well, some of that's just being a mom. So that's just Let's life, be you know? real. Yeah. Yeah. But it's good. I mean, it's really good to have those like key indicators of like, okay, if you think you're at your set point weight or you hope you're at your set point weight or you hope you're not or whatever, these are good questions to ask yourself regularly. Like even I myself just listening to that list and I'm po- I'm 10 months postpartum, so I'm still not at my set point weight. I think I touched on this before, actually in a Q&A, a live Q&A, but my set point weight is higher when I'm breastfeeding and it's going to go mm-hmm. down. I, I mean, I assume, I think it will probably go down. That's what happened last time. After I'm done breastfeeding, my body holds on to extra fat but I'm an overproducer of milk. So my body's very protective of making that milk first, which I'm completely fine with because I love breastfeeding. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's interesting to hear you say that list because I'm like, oh, yeah, some of those things I do. I do do. <laughs> I do, I do. do do. Chandler Bang. Um, Chandler Bang. For all of you uh, who have purchased our course. <laughs> oh, yeah. We do talk about that in the course. Um, anyways, so... I just thought it was interesting. It's it's good to touch base with those questions again and again to remind ourselves where we're at and just think like, okay, am I, you know, because dieting can be so sneaky, you know, mm-hmm. like you can all of a sudden be like, oh, I am doing that or or just unhealthy eating habits, you know, like, um, like the way that we're viewing food and things. Those things can, even us seven years in or whatever, into an intuitive eating, it still stuff gets stuck. So it's just good to reassess. Um. So I wanted to address something that I think is really important, and I'm going to try real hard not to get heated and not to go off on like a super crazy rant, okay? Okay. All right. No promises over here. But here's the thing. I know that diet culture is so freaking hard, and I know that you might be listening to this, and you might listen to our podcast and follow us on Instagram, and you're like, I agree with everything you're saying, but I still want to weigh less. But I still think it's possible to change my weight. I don't, you know, I... I get it. I think people want both. I want both. I, you know, I think most people mm-hmm. when they, especially when they first come across intuitive eating, want both. I want mm-hmm. food freedom, but I also want to control my weight. I want food freedom, but I want to lose weight or whatever. And here's the thing. I think social media has ruined for people is there are so I mean, couldn't even count, literally could not even spend the next year counting how many people on Instagram or any social media for that matter, promoting weight loss in a way of, hey, if you do these things I tell you to, you're going to look like me. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the problem, okay? The women who are saying you could look like me are either A, struggling, and they're not going to show you that. They are fighting every day to be that small size, which mm-hmm. means it is at the top of their priority list, okay? Top. And if you don't, I mean, I don't even know how to explain if you don't believe me because it's absolutely true. They won't show yeah. it to you. It will. They will make it look effortless because they are trying to sell you something. They're trying to sell you their body. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee it's the top of their priority list. They don't go out to brunch with their friends. They don't, you know, 
eat with their children because it's kids food or whatever. Their spouse is afraid to pick something up from, you know, Wendy's or whatever of whatever. You know, it's everything. This is priority. Number one, to keep my weight here because I'm trying to sell this lifestyle. I need to look this way in order to sell it to you. So they're struggling. Okay. I promise you. Or they have a set point weight that fits in with what our culture deems as beautiful, as perfect, as a beautiful Mm -hmm. body, as a good body, as whatever our society has taught us to idolize. And they're capitalizing on it. And they may not even know it. That's the trouble is if you're at a set point weight that our culture views as like perfect and beautiful and all those things and you work out and you go, hey, if I can do it, anyone can do it. If I can be this weight, anyone can be this weight. It's easy. And you know why it's easy? Because they're at their set point weight. Mm -hmm. It's easy for them. So this is where I see a lot of people get really down mentally and myself included is seeing other people. And judging as as hard as I try not to judge, judging what they're eating, what they're doing with their body and then saying, hey, I do. I move way more. I exercise way more than them. I eat way less than them or I make healthier, quote unquote, choices. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, you're a different body than they are. (laughs) Your DNA is genetically made up very differently. So it's you a can't compare, which we talk about all the time. But B, just be wary of that when someone's trying to sell you a lifestyle or even even if they're not, even if they're not trying to sell it to you, but they're making comments that are judgmental based on other people mm-hmm. saying, well, I would never eat that. Or I, you know, I look like this because I work out. I take care of my body. It it could be that they're just at that natural set point weight, that that's not something they have to worry about, which is painful, right? I think a lot of people are like, I wish I had that. But we don't. We're all different. We all have different struggles. No one gets out of this life unscathed without something that they struggle through, right? So just know that your life is your life and you can take control of your life and you can become an intuitive eater so that regardless of what your body looks like and is viewed as by our culture and by our community, we are confident in who we are, what our body looks like and how we treat ourselves and the health that comes alongside that. That I did pretty good. good. I didn't get too angry, but good job. It's a topic. Yeah. (laughs) It's a thing I get so mad about, you know? Well, the hard thing is people get taken advantage of and there's like fitness professionals out there, people selling supplements or diet Mm -hmm. pills and they're like, oh, just do this and you'll look like me. But yeah, exactly. Like you said, the truth is they're doing a hell of a lot more than Mm -hmm. what they're showing. And a lot of those people are miserable because they're missing out on so many things. I mean, I've had friends do bodybuilding or whatever, and they say, I was so miserable during that time because I had to say no to everything. I couldn't participate or I would go and just drink water and watch everybody eat the delicious food. And you know, you're missing out on life and it's just, is it worth it? And you have to ask yourself that, like, is it worth saying no to those things? Is it worth, um, getting into your set point weight? And you, here's the thing. You could do all of the things you could exercise and eat clean and do whatever you think is best. You may never get to your your ideal body weight in your mind. Right. Because my ideal body weight on the scale of the ideal body weight that we were learned in college, I'm 45 pounds over it. And guess what? Like it's not realistic for me to get that low. And if I did, I would not do it in a healthy way. Like there's no physical way I could do that in a healthy way. And if I did, people would some people would praise me and then some people would be like, I'm very concerned about your health. You totally don't look healthy. You don't 
aren't, you know, you're not acting healthy, you're moody. And, you know, if you just look at the starvation study, the Minnesota starvation study by Ansel Keys, if you just go and search it, I mean, these men were put on restrictive diets of like 1800 calories a day or something. Yeah. 16, mm-hmm. I think it was like 1650 or something. No, I think it was 1800. So, yeah. And, and cause I remember thinking, Oh, 1800, that's pretty good. Yeah. And for a man, you're like, Oh, that's not a big deal. Like women should mm-hmm. be on a thousand calories a day. And then you, oh you read the study and you think I learned this in nutrition one-on-one in college. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, they were fantasizing about food. Mm-hmm. They became obsessed. They had cravings. They had no sex drive. Like, I mean, yeah, it's sad. And here's the thing is I, I honestly like wonder if there's even a number that that wouldn't have happened at, you know, like, you could give them 3000 calories, but if someone feels deprived, if someone feels restricted and this is shown over and over again, that's how we're going to respond. You know, it's the wet paint sign. It's like, don't touch this wall. Don't touch. It's all you can think about, you know, Mm -hmm. or whatever. I mean, whatever your wet paint sign is. Mine is wet paint sign. I literally touch it every time. I know she does. Anything that says don't touch immediately. I'm like, why would you tell me that? Now I have to touch it. Okay. I have to touch it. But I know some people out there are rule followers. But, you know, it's just this idea of like the more you're, the more foods we restrict, those are going to be the foods that we crave and think about. So mm-hmm. that, was a, well, yeah, that was good. Let's wrap that let's great. wrap this up. I feel like we threw let's a lot at you. If you want to really learn did. more about this, definitely buy the book Health at Every Size by Linda yeah. Bacon. And I will do a quick plug here. Um, I know you guys have already heard our little ad about our Diet Riders membership, but we will absolutely be covering this in detail Mm -hmm. in our membership. We already have it planned out. Um, And this is going to be a great place for you guys to connect with other women struggling with this kind of idea of, I understand the set point weight. I don't want to believe in it. How can I change it? You know, all these kind of questions that are maybe coming up from you for you. Um, The Diet Riders membership is a great place to voice those feelings and get support and understanding more clarity on your particular situation. Um, And Brooke and I will be in there and chatting with you guys. There's a whole question section. There's going to be topics that everyone's talking about, support group style, and um, just an awesome community. I'm super excited to get that rolling. So make sure to click below in the um, show notes to join our wait list because the doors are, oh my gosh, open so soon. I'm so excited. It's going to be amazing (laughs) just to have like a group of women who can just pop on and you guys can just shoot a question or a struggle or a win. And we're going to be there alongside of you to help celebrate or help you with your struggle or, you know, knowing just that your struggle that you say somebody else in the group will be able to relate to that. And that's so comforting. Yes. It's the best feeling when you're like, oh, this is going crazy in my life. It looks easy for everyone else. Or I don't think I can actually become an intuitive eater. I don't have that much quote unquote self-control or whatever. And then you voice that. And it's the best freaking feeling when someone says, hey, me too. Hey, mm-hmm. I struggle with that too. Like I cannot tell you we're struggling with our son right now. His like mood swings are crazy. Brooke knows about this. And I shared it <laughs> with a friend. He's not sleeping, guys. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're not sleeping. Um, I mean, everything is just wild with him right now. And I shared it with a friend and she literally texted me and she said, thank you so much for saying that because we're struggling with that too. And she said, it made me feel so much better to know I'm not alone. And it's just this feeling of like, yes, it feels so good to know you're not alone. It feels so good to also get other people's perspective perspectives of how they're handling it. Okay. How are you coping? How are you moving through it? How are you learning from it? And Brooke and I will be there to give you like guidance and we're going to give you some 
awesome little like tips and tricks all the time of how to flip our mindset or how to learn a new thing or some mini courses in there as well. Um, and being in the comments, responding to you guys, answering your direct questions, but also learning from a community of women who are doing this together. It's going to be freaking amazing. So I'm just excited about it. But that was a little side note. So if you do want to learn more about set point weight, if you want to, you know, try to figure out what what this means for you, that's a great place to do it. So get on that wait list. And I guess I'll leave it at that. Yeah, we're super excited about the wait list and membership. So you do yeah. not want to miss out because first launch is the lowest mm-hmm. prices it's ever going it to be. ever be. Yeah. So immediately the next time we open the doors, the price is going to go up mm-hmm. because we want to get you guys in there to help build the community that we envision it to be and that you guys need in your life. And we want to be able to open that up to for a super affordable price for you Mm -hmm. so that you guys can come help us do that, be a part of what it's going to be. How incredible is that going to be to say, I was there from the beginning. I was there when it started. I helped build this. I, you know, and the, the women in there that are there from the beginning are going to be able to turn around and help so many more women. I mean, it's going to be Oh, I just got goosebumps. I'm not you even You guys, joking. you could be an OG, an, an OG? original gangsta. So if you want to be an OG, <laughs> you got to sign up this first round to be an OG. That's right. That's right. And if you want to save some bills. Okay. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Major discounts for the first uh, doors open. So we're excited about that. Anyways, thanks for tuning in, you guys. We hope you learned something freaking awesome. We hope that this changed your life and we hope that we see you on the inside of Diet Riders membership. We will catch you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye.